trail runner in the midst of their journey collapses to their knees. Feeling as if they've been stripped of everything, as if they have nothing left. They search deeply, looking for an answer to all of their immense and significant damage. Mentally, spiritually, and physically. All feels entirely lost. In terms of their purpose in life. Amongst how they don't feel any strength left of any shape, form, or manner. They accept within themselves that they have no choice but to embrace their incredibly damaged identity. They scrape themselves off of the trail with pure willpower. Although they feel permanently damaged, they carry on regardless. Trails to the road to the track. If it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. Hey, once again, welcome back to Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast. Sean Sobon and co host RTR, Russell the Runner, with you today. And, uh, Thanks for tuning in. Russell, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Sean? You know what, man? I'm doing all right. I uh, had a nice day off work today. I, uh, I mowed my lawn and then I got to weeding the garden around our pool and then uh, fertilized the lawn, watered it, um, went with my daughter around the block on her bike. So she's off the training wheels now, which is pretty awesome. I uh, had a nice workout in the garage and... Uh, now we're on here, so it's it's been a pretty good day. Got some sunshine. Can't complain, buddy. 
all is well. That's an incredibly productive day. It Way was a go. productive day. I wasn't even planning on it. It was like, oh, I guess I got to cut my grass. You know, it's funny. I, I kind of digress here, but my grass hasn't grown very much in, in July. I guess, you know, we just had a ton of rain, but prior to that, it was been, it's been pretty dry and I'm going, huh. I haven't cut my grass. I don't need to cut my grass because it's not growing. So now we had the ton of rain. It started to sprout up. So I had to give it a little trim. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. That would be important. Yeah, for sure. You know, the funny thing too, I, and um, we haven't really discussed this, but I haven't been doing much running this year. And it's it's kind of been a, a nice break. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I'm still getting out for runs and it's kind of off season for my dogs. Right. And I do a lot of my running with the dogs. So we still get out there on the cool days, kind of in the morning and try to head out on the trails, which I love. Um, but you know, I'm not putting up big miles or anything, but it's all right. And, and I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm really finding myself actually looking forward to winter time when we are going to be out there running more, uh, where the dogs are going to kind of have their peak season and super excited for November. Where we're going to have the uh, trails and tails can across classic, right? The first race that you know Canadian can across sports my company is doing so really excited about that um in mid-november yeah yeah mid-november american thanksgiving and uh this place is really cool they actually have these uh heated cabins that you can rent it's like 90 bucks a night canadian and uh you can stay on the property there they do like a big big campfire and everything in the evening and it's pretty wild so you know if anybody wants to come and do the race they can stay overnight and then go explore the trails the next day too right it's, it's a pretty cool pretty cool spot we'll have to go running there one time man it's not bad i was out there the other day I actually went for a mountain bike uh with some buddies and uh, had a good time so yeah even though i'm not running as much right now this summer i'm still being quite active uh, doing a lot of weight training which i'm really enjoying and uh getting out on the bike too which is kind of fun you're looking very strong so ah, that you, the weight the weight training's paying off very yeah, nice. You know, I'm, you. I'm real. I'm really enjoying it. It's been a just kind of a nice change of pace for me. And we all need to take a break from running. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's important. And then getting back to it, that that helps your appreciation for the sport. I find. And I saw you, Piper and Luna, in the trails, moving very well and strong. And so clearly, weight training and the cross training with biking is is helping that. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think you should, you should see the dogs. They were just on the last run we went. So the last run I did was just with Luna because she's more, um, an of an aggressive runner than Piper is. So, okay, we got to get out and do some work today. So we went out to, to Mono Cliffs and had a great run. And then we found a pond and I, uh, I let her go out. I like, I, I unhooked her and I just let her go for a swim to cool off for a bit. Cause it was starting to get a little warm. Right. But she loved it. It was, it was such a great run. The flies were horrible. They were flying all over and she was pulling me fast enough to know that, that they couldn't keep up, which was pretty cool. The run before that, uh, I had both of the dogs and uh, they actually, Piper ran um, uncharacteristically strong. Like she's, she loves running, but usually she'll just kind of saunter beside me when she kind of gets tired. At the beginning, she takes off and but she slows down. Luna pulls the whole time. So, but Piper was just right out front the whole time, pulling strong and just, loving every minute of it so it was really it was it was probably the best run i've ever had with both of them together it was pretty cool that's awesome and many more to come obviously oh absolutely absolutely so russell we recently discussed your far ultra marathon and that was kind of your farthest distance it was pretty cool but you have another bucket list run coming up very soon 
the Fat Dog Ultra Marathon, 120 miles uh, in British Columbia. So today we're going to be talking about that and, you know, kind of the preparation you've taken leading up to that, that run, your travel plans, everything. Just kind of, we'll, we'll break it down and, and go through there and kind of talk about your game plan. So why this race? So my, obviously, my amazing ultra running friend, Dale, who I always, I'm always talking about him because he's an incredibly special friend to me. He brought up the Fat Dog Ultra Marathon to me this past winter, and he said that he's considering registering for the event, in which it's one of the nine toughest ultra marathons in the world. So from there, he hinted to me that he believes that I have what it takes to take on this event as well. And that was way back this past winter. And I thought to myself, there's no way that I would sign up for an event of that magnitude. And it's one of the nine toughest ultra marathons in the world. But the more I thought about it, the more I became excited about, about the event. And once Dale signed up, I kept thinking about it and I signed up too. And I just put the plunge in on January 5th at 4.30 a.m. in the morning, I registered. And from there, it's been a huge year of training. All right. So um, one of the ninth, nine toughest ultra marathons in the world. That's, that's pretty remarkable. And I would agree with Dale that uh, I believe you do have what it takes to accomplish this as well. Um, we do have to get Dale on the show. I don't know why we haven't had him on yet. You got you to gotta hook us up and get him on. I'll ask him and see if he's up to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what, what's the course kind of look like? What's the elevation? What kind of terrain are you going to be in? You know, are you worried about like wildlife and things like that? Like bears, snakes, cougars, all those types of things, fires again, you know, like all sorts of stuff. So it's the elevation of nearly Everest. Wow. And it's a mix of technical and non-technical trail terrain. The vast, vast majority of the, it actually turns out to be a 123.2 mile course. So it's one mile shy of 200 kilometers. And in terms of wildlife, I am certainly, I've been thinking about bears. I am going to go buy a bear horn that will be part of my equipment preparation list. And in terms of other animals, I haven't thought too much other than bears, but I'll just take take it as it as it comes as the journey unfolds and and react accordingly. But bears have certainly been on my mind out there. Okay. Have you had any sort of like briefing from, from the race director about, about that type of stuff? So not yet, but I'm, I'm assuming, yes, we'll, we'll have a, a huge event briefing before the event, I would assume where they brief us on all of the safety and, and requirements surrounding that. Okay. 
And what what are you going to carry on your person for this for this race? And and how far are the aid stations? But let's talk about what you're going to carry on your person first for kind of the first leg before you get to your first aid station. So for this event, they actually have quite a comprehensive list of mandatory gear, and it's fairly lengthy. So there's quite a good amount that we need to carry in our pack that we're required to. And I have it all listed on my four page preparation list for this event in terms of all of the the supplies and equipment and fuel and clothing that I'm bringing. So yeah, it's 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 not just obviously an ultra marathon. It's a it's a life planning trip. Okay, what are some of the more kind of I guess I don't want to say strange, but what are some of the more unexpected uh, items that are mandatory for you that you wouldn't have thought of? Are there any? We're required to have a sleeping bivy in which thankfully Dale sent me a link to a very small compact one that's ridiculously light. I would I, I didn't expect that we would be required to carry a sleeping bivy. We are required to carry a jacket, toque, gloves, a long sleeve shirt and long and long running pants at all times because of there may be inclement weather. So I, I wouldn't have expected that we're expected to carry all of that various clothing at once, but it's what's required. So we'll be doing it. <laughs> awesome. Is a sleeping baby just like a small sleeping bag? I've never heard of that. It's like a, yeah, it's just a tiny, uh, it's yeah, it you just roll it out and you just slide inside it. It's a very the one that I have is a very low quality because I expect I won't actually be sleeping in it. Yeah, okay. So okay. just yeah. maybe to protect you from all the bugs. Exactly. Yeah. So I, which I, I do have bug spray on my list. <laughs> there you go. I guess I guess a lot of it there it's just survival, right? Just to worst case scenario type stuff. For sure. Okay. Are you going to be carrying any sort of like a, like knife or anything for you with you? No, definitely no. not. No. no. What if you got to like, you know, what if you're stuck out there and you got to like hunt squirrels to survive? <laughs> I don't, I don't think we're allowed <laughs> you to clean bring a squirrel. A... How are you going to clean a squirrel without a knife? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I mean, it'd be pretty of, messy. In terms of the, in terms of the flight, I don't know if we'd be allowed to bring that on. So <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Please, you pick one up there, man. <laughs> well, I'll talk to Dale about it. See what he there you go. He's he's the veteran in this sport. You gotta so. find some some squirrel seasoning. <laughs> two two sticks to rub together to make your fire. I I could just picture you're gonna be like on that TV show alone <laughs> where you're like by yourself just having to survive. <laughs> we'll be in the wilderness. We'll Where's be Russell? in there. He's no longer Russell the runner. He's Russell the survivor. <laughs> well, who knows what will happen in that forest, right? <laughs> who knows? Is it like Vegas? What happens in the forest stays in the forest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's many things that happen in the forest that have stayed in the forest. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> You're not going to be one of them. Let's just make that clear. You're coming out of the forest. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll come out eventually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were talking a little bit off air. You were mentioning the starting points um, of the race. I forget the name. It's a provincial park where it starts. Cathedral Provincial Park. And it, and about that provincial park is where it begins. And 123 miles later, 
it ends. I mean, so the dream will be to reach there in under two days at Manane Park or Lightning Lake. Okay, okay. And how many aid stations are you going to be uh, coming across? There's 15 aid stations. So some of them are minor and some are major. Okay. Are they going to have, do you know, are they going to have any, like, uh, are you going to have to, like, pass any sort of, like, physical exam before they let you carry on at certain checkpoints? I haven't read of that. So they don't have that information included in the race guide. But in the race guide, they did include all of the elevation involved in the various sections between aid stations. So I I mapped all of that out in terms of understanding what the elevation will be between each sections. But no, I don't think they'll have a weight in requirement. Um, Okay. But it's possible. Perhaps Perhaps the race director will mention that in the briefing. Yeah, still a lot of snow. I guess this is a very new experience for you, right? So when do you leave Ontario to fly out for BC? So depending on when this podcast is released, I, I, I leave Ontario on August 3rd, which is right now next Wednesday. Okay, well, we'll do our best to get this, this episode out before then. Um, you know, and then we'll have to obviously do a follow-up. I'd love for you while you're out there just to record some voice notes of kind of what your experience is like to kind of document it. And we can put that together in a show. It would be pretty cool. I'll definitely do at least a few voice notes and well, looking forward to sharing that with our I'm awesome sure. trail tales, ARP family. Yeah. I'm sure our audience and, my, and myself included would, would, uh, would really think that's a neat experience to hear that and, and, do that. and make sure you take some pictures while you're out there too. We'd love to Most see definitely. The scenery will be beyond incredible. And I'm, I feel extremely grateful to even just have the opportunity to, to go and, and venture out into this type of terrain and with such a special friend to me and Dale. Yeah. Um, how have you prepared for the elevation in this race? So, I mean, throughout this year, obviously Ontario is very flat, but I've done a lot of trail running. One of my bigger projects was, as you know, the vertical marathon, which was my major event in preparation for this. So my vertical marathon was 17,600 feet up, which is 61% of Everest. And it was 17,600 feet down, which is obviously the same 61% of Everest down and up respectively. So that was my major event to prepare for this. But throughout this year, I've climbed between 90 and 100,000 feet to prepare for this event. So I'm hoping that'll be sufficient. You're almost in the stratosphere, man. (laughs) I'm I'm getting up there. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. so, so that sounds like a, a pretty decent, pretty decent uh, approach. Now, um, do you have any overbearing concerns about the race yourself? Like, you know, beyond the distance and the terrain, like what, what are some of your concerns for yourself? Cause everybody's, everybody's different, right? But Most definitely. I mean, my biggest reflection on this 
is staying healthy and not hurting myself. Clearly, I've had a big year, especially with the 105-mile journey. So I'm constantly listening to my body. I've been making sure that I'm resting and recovering in the way that I need to. And this next week and a half, I'll be taking it very easy. I'll be having some nice therapeutic baths, taking care of my body and going into this as rested as possible in order to maintain my health. Some other concerns are obviously being out in remote areas. I just want to make sure that I'll be safe generally and that nothing, you know, whether it be like you brought up earlier, very wisely animals or just generally being safe because obviously being out in wildlife, especially at night, there's, you know, that's just on my mind and making sure that I'll be okay. Um, those are the main things. Um, I, so entering the Far Ultra Marathon, truthfully, I had no clue I could finish. Honestly, I have no clue if I can finish this event either, but I'm going to do everything that I can to get myself there, but there's never a guarantee in, in any ultra marathon, whether it be 50 kilometers or a hundred miles, or in this case, 123 miles, there's never any guarantee. And I'm just trying to remind myself to be grateful that I have the opportunity to even pursue this project. Absolutely. It's, it's also quite remarkable that, you know, just two months ago, you ran the far and now you're, you're getting ready within a week, I guess, to be, to be going out for this thing. So, you know, I mean, my last ultra was three years ago and I'm still recovering, <laughs> but no, that's, that's remarkable Russ. I mean, a lot of people will run one ultra in, in a year, right? So like, are you concerned that it's been such a short period of time? I know like your body seems to be like a machine, like you're always feeling good. You, you, you're very strong. Um, are you concerned about that at all with the, with the short kind of relatively short turnaround between these two big races? To some extent, yes, truthfully, but I've taken it easier this month, July. I haven't put in that much mileage. And so that increases my confidence more knowing that I've had a down month this month. And knowing that the far, uh, or rather that the fat dog will be incredibly slow and patient, that makes me feel more comfortable about just going out nice and easy and just hiking. Okay. And, you know, what is that, what has that done for your appetite for running, kind of decreasing your running? Because you run a lot. So having had a, sh a smaller month of running how, how are, you, are you hungry to get out there and run now like psychologically you got to be in a good spot I would imagine I to be honest I'm kind of terrified about this whole project <laughs> so but I'm excited to a good extent um, it feels way too surreal that it is next week but it was going to feel that way regardless of whether I did the far or regardless of whether anything that I did this year, it was going to feel incredibly surreal to know that I'm traveling to BC to hike in the mountains. <laughs> it, that was always going to feel incredibly surreal. It's going to feel ridiculously more surreal when we arrive there. Yeah. I, I know no matter what happens out there, 
that I've been incredibly grateful to be on the journeys that I've had the, the absolute pleasure. And I've been so blessed with these past nearly four years that no matter what happens out there, I've, I've already won through finding my love for running and, and being on the journey that I've been able to go on, especially in running 105 miles. Now everything else just seems like icing. So I'm just trying to go into this as pressure-free as, as I can, but of course it, it, it can't be entirely pressure-free. <laughs> yeah. What, what a great, um, insightful and, and mature, I'd add outlook to, to the journey and, and everything. And I think, you, you know, that is going to certainly help you, uh, set yourself up for success. So kudos for you on that, man. Thank you. That, that means a lot. And I, I, I've been so lucky to, to learn these perspectives through the journeys that I've been able to go on and, and through all of the amazing people in my life, including Dale and my family and amazing friends like you, Sean. Thanks, man. Really appreciate that as well. Um, so when are you, when are you slated to come back to Ontario? Are you going to be out there for a little time after the race as well? So not too much time. So, I mean, we have until August 7th. So the, the, the event begins August 5 at 10 AM Pacific standard time, which is 1 PM Eastern. So August 5, 1 PM Eastern or 10 AM Pacific. We have until Sunday. So 48 hours. So August 7, uh, we have until August 7 to finish, which is 1 p.m. Eastern or 10 a.m. Pacific. And our flight is August 8, the next day in the afternoon. Okay. Okay. And um, do you happen to know any stats? I know you like your math guy, and I'm, I'm sure stats is part of it, but do they have stats as to kind of the, the finish rate or failure rate of participants in this race? I haven't looked into the stats specifically actually on purpose because you don't want to know (laughs) i i mean i'd rather not know but actually thinking back now one of the i've watched at least a few documentaries regarding this ultra marathon to see the course as much as i can and familiarize myself one stat i saw i believe this was for a 2016 video is that the finisher rate i believe it was around 45 percent which is quite decent considering it's one of the nine toughest ultra marathons in the world. And I know that the truth is, even if I don't see it through and I don't finish, it'll be a special experience regardless. But of course, with that being said, I'm determined to no end. And, and, and I'm having the perspective that I'm hoping to find strength in order to help Dale continue to move along as well. And that will pulled together together <laughs> no absolutely oh that's that's a great um that's a great um perspective are you um and dale going to be side by side for this whole thing that's how i envision it yes and so that's what we've been communicating to one another and that's how i would like it to be great yeah i'm i'm sure like when you guys get to the nitty-gritty you're gonna you're gonna be uh you know, feeding off each other and lifting each other up. And, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be quite the experience. It's going to be something you both will remember for the rest of your lives. Like I'm, I'm excited for you guys. This is really cool.
better friend to to be doing this type of journey with and it's i still can't believe it's next week yeah yeah it goes by so fast i remember when you first mentioned it to me it seems like yesterday and <laughs> thank you <laughs> but here it is yes yes here it is whoops <laughs> that went by fast <laughs> but i've in, in many ways i'm just glad it's coming and it it'll be how it is <laughs> absolutely man so i guess you know we'll kind of wind things down now but any final thoughts on on your upcoming adventure Again, I'm just incredibly grateful to have the opportunity to even pursue an event of this magnitude. And I, I'm incredibly grateful to be able to do it with my amazing friend, Dale. And everything that's that I've experienced in my life leading up to this point, I will use as drive and motivation to continue myself forward. I personally have like many other people overcome a lot of adversity in my life. And, and I'll try to hold on to that as I approach this project. And, and when things become seemingly impossible to try to make it possible to go on. And I know that Dale will help me with that. And I'm hoping to help him with that as much as I can. And, and all of my amazing friends and my family will be with me in spirit, including you, of course, Sean, throughout the journey. Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. And it's funny what you just said. It just reminded me of this really odd text message I got the other day. There's, I figured it was spam, but I don't know if it's just some sort of random text message. So it's from a number in an area code I don't even recognize. And all it says is, hello, challenges are what make life interesting and overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. I was like, what an odd text message to get from some random number. I was like, I'm not going to respond just in case it's like a spam thing, right? But I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So well, what you just said kind of reminded me of that. I just remembered, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> sounds kind of a similar sentiment anyway. So what are the chances? That's an incredibly powerful quote from what most likely is a scammer. But yep. that's, that's the best <laughs> type of scam message that you could get. And I'm it's better than telling me I want to cruise. So definitely. <laughs> yeah, not really. But I don't know. It's you never really want to cruise when they say that, obviously. But no, nothing yeah. is ever free. Remember that, everybody. Nothing is ever free. <laughs> yeah, except except experiences, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But even then there could be some prices to pay for that. That's true. I mean, there's quite a few costs involved in this trip. Yeah, but that's why that's why you got to live, right? I actually saw another good quote the other day. It said, don't live the same year 75 times in a row and call it a life. That would be smart. But I don't think there's any way to do that, is there? I mean, every year is different in some respect, isn't well, I it? Think, I think but I mean, I suppose year... you could like have a very structured life and have it be extremely similar. But well, yeah, I think I think it's more about, you know, kind of taking risks and, and changing things like, of course, life is going to throw different things at you. But it's it's kind of like the overall how you go through life, right? Like, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a better like you lens. said, right? You could have you could have a lot of structure and just day in day out kind of do the same monotonous thing over and over again. And next thing you know, your your time is up, right? So it's like, yeah, 
experience like look you're you're the, you're the perfect example of just kind of like you're doing all these adventures and, and through running right which is which is amazing that's why one of the things running is so so beautiful and and so popular i think amongst the world especially like ultra running now and how it's growing because you're seeing these beautiful parts of the country beautiful parts of the world trails you're getting out in nature for long periods of time you're challenging yourself like these are huge experiences and and, and let's face it a time will come where your body won't be able to do these things for you now right so you're gaining all these experiences and these memories and it, it's it's amazing right it's i don't know i'm there's really no words to describe it i don't think that's beautifully said and it's an excellent perspective to have from that type of quote and i i know that i had no clue my journey would lead me to these past four years essentially and i'm looking forward to what it's leading me to next next week and and beyond that and until until i'm not able to anymore in which that's true at some point we're all not able to anymore and that's why it's so important to be grateful for while you are amen brother amen listen um i'm wishing you all the best in in this adventure and i know you have many more ahead of you and and i'm looking forward to the adventures we're going to have together as well and uh you know from here on out russell just uh kick ass buddy like you've you've been doing just keep keep doing it man and uh i guess we'll end this one like we end all the others and that is to run wild and you will be running wild hopefully 123 miles of it <laughs> let me know how the squirrel tastes <laughs> i'll keep you posted i'm sure it'll be great <laughs> And that brings us to the end of another great episode of Trail Tales ARP. Thank you so much for joining us yet again. I'm Sean Sobon. And I'm Russell the Runner. If you'd like to support the show, we'd greatly appreciate it if you leave us a review on Apple, Google, or Spotify, or wherever you get the podcast from. And we really do appreciate the time and community take to join us on every episode. Uh, you can also email us at trailtales.com. ARP at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP. And we will see you next week. See you next time and run wild.